0: Welcome to the Well Kind Better podcast. My name is Nicole Girgieva. I'm a holistic well being coach and mindfulness guide. Every week, I share knowledge, stories, and my best tips to help you elevate your well being and mindset. Together, we explore tools and practices that support you in becoming a kinder and better version of yourself so you can bring your vision board to life. Take a deep breath, relax your shoulders, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey lovely humans welcome back to the wellkind Better podcast today we will speak about kindness and more specifically how to show it to ourselves through our words and personal narrative. The reason why I'm focusing on this topic is because November 13th each year is celebrated as world Kindness Day and I'm recording this episode just a few days after that The idea behind World Kindness Day is that a single act of kindness can make a difference in someone's life, and collectively these small acts contribute to creating a more compassionate and harmonious world. It's a quite simple idea, but it's powerful, and I find it incredibly beautiful. I also want to acknowledge this day as, as you can probably guess from the name, one of the core values of my coaching business is kindness. So yes, this is a topic that I'm passionate about, and you will often hear me bringing it up on the podcast. So, As I mentioned, today we'll focus on how to be kinder to ourselves. I chose this topic as I truly believe that we find it easier to be kinder to other people than we find it to be kinder to our own selves. Now, have you ever wondered why that is? Let me offer three possible reasons. The first one is that we're brought up from a young age with a great emphasis on being kind and nice to other people. And this, of course, is a good thing. The problem is that most cultures don't emphasize being kind to oneself just as much. In simple words, we're taught to be kind to others, but we're not taught to be kind to ourselves. What is more, I believe this is something that is passed down through generations. If our grandparents were not taught to be kind and compassionate to themselves, then they didn't teach our parents to be so, and our parents were not equipped to teach us. Luckily for us, we can intentionally choose to learn to be kind to ourselves right now and in this way, pass that to the next generation. The next possible reason for us being kinder to others rather than to ourselves is that we humans tend to suffer from something called the negativity bias. This bias implies that we tend to give much more importance to negative experiences than to positive ones. In the context of being kind to ourselves, This might mean that we tend to see more of our negative traits and behaviors rather than the positive ones, and we think that we do not deserve our own kindness. This, of course, is not true. It is a bias, and the more aware we are of it, the higher the chances are that we can overcome it and see ourselves as equally deserving of kindness and compassion. And the last reason for being less kind to ourselves than we are to others might stem from our inner critic. That's our unsupportive narrative that lives in our heads and could be quite judgmental. We tend to criticize ourselves so harshly compared to others. And today, I want to address exactly this part and explore three steps towards developing a more compassionate inner narrative and hence, learning to talk to ourselves with a little bit more kindness. I will preface the three steps by saying that this is a process a process of unlearning thought patterns and learning and adopting new ones. Depending on how strong the voice of your inner critic is, this process could take more time or it could take less time. However, I guarantee you this. If you keep on practicing these three steps over and over again, you will start to notice how your inner narrative becomes kinder and more supportive. And I'm telling you this from my own personal experience. Okay, so let's start with step one. 1. Cultivate awareness If you have worked with me one-on-one or attended any of my group coaching sessions, you know this. I believe that all change starts with awareness. We cannot choose different thoughts and change our inner narrative if we are not 100% or at least 80-90% aware of what is happening in our minds right now. You might laugh and say, but Nicole, of course I know what I'm thinking. And I will challenge you. Every day, we have between twelve and 16,000 thoughts, and around 90% of them are repetitive, kind of like a broken record. And you know what happens when we have the same music in the background for a long period of time? We stop noticing it. And the same happens with our thoughts. We don't consciously notice them most of the time. So step one is to cultivate more awareness of the tone of your inner narrative. One way to do that is to journal. This is a great practice that allows you to download your thoughts onto paper so you can become more mindful of them. Another way you can do this is by setting up a few random alarms during the day and each time your phone rings, reflect on what's happening in your mind at that specific moment. Whichever way you decide to practice awareness, my recommendation is to approach it with curiosity instead of judgment. Become an explorer of your mind, not a judge. Step 2. Question your negative thoughts and give counter arguments. Okay, so now we have cultivated more awareness. And you probably start to notice that some of your thoughts are supportive, while others not so much. What we want to do next is to challenge the thoughts that are not supportive, or we tend to label them as negative. And we want to support that challenge with a counter argument. One of my favorite questions to ask is Am I absolutely sure? That this thought is true. For example, let's say I catch the following thought. Wow, I burned this pancake so badly. Man, I suck at cooking. By the way, this is a real-life example that happened to me (laughs) when I burned one pancake this weekend. Anyhow, my next step is to challenge this unkind thought. Am I absolutely sure that I suck at cooking because I burned just one pancake? Even if my inner critic wants to answer yes, just to hurt me a little bit more, I know deep down that this is not the absolute truth. I can also give myself counter-arguments. I know that this statement is not the absolute truth, because I have made thousands of other pancakes in my life, and probably 95% of them have turned out to be just fine. Furthermore, I have also cooked plenty of other things that have been edible and probably even delicious. Hence, no. Burning one pancake doesn't mean that I'm a horrible chef. And you see how this unkind, unsupportive thought got busted. So this is what I invite you to do every time you catch an unsupportive thought. You question it and you give yourself counter arguments of why it's not true. Let's go to step three. Step three. Move away from the negative thought and choose a kinder one. Notice how I didn't say replace your negative thoughts. From years of experience befriending my inner voice, I learned that even if I replace a negative thought on the spot, it might come back even stronger. Kind of like when you step on a spring and it flies off even higher in the air once you remove your foot. So instead, I choose to move away from those unkind thoughts. I acknowledge and I question them, but I refuse to feed them with more energy. I respectfully move away and then consciously choose a thought that I like more. Now, let's go back to the example with the pancake. I gave myself plenty of evidence why I don't suck at cooking. Now, I want to affirm that with a kinder, more supportive thought. It can sound like, it can happen to anyone to burn a pancake. It's okay. I can still make 10 good ones. Or, it's fine if I burn this one. Am I even a chef if I don't burn something from the first time? As you see, you can even choose to apply some self-directed humor in this situation. So we went from, wow, I burned this pancake, man, I suck at cooking. to it can happen to anyone to burn a pancake. It's okay. I can still make 10 good ones. I would say that the second one is at least 10% kinder. What do you think? This whole three-step process is like a mini journey. First, you become aware of your thought patterns. Then you question the unsupportive ones. You give yourself counter arguments why they're not true. And finally, you choose a kinder thought. Don't be discouraged if, in the beginning, it takes a bit of time to engage in the whole process in your mind. Keep at it, even if it feels a little bit awkward or a little bit like work. That's okay, because this is actually work. This is mindset work. And if it is too difficult for you to do it in your mind right away, you can journal on it. Note down the unsupportive thoughts you notice during the day and in the evening, break them down using these three steps. The more you do it, the more natural it will feel. And I promise, one day, it won't feel awkward, it won't feel like work, it will just feel natural to choose a thought that is 10, 20, or even 100% kinder. So that's all for today, lovely humans. As you know, I'm super passionate about mindset shifts. They're so powerful and they hold the key to unlocking our hidden potential, elevating our well-being and achieving our wildest dreams. If you feel called to invest in your mindset and befriend your inner critic, I'd be honored to support you through my coaching. I have three spots available for my three-month coaching packages. You can learn more via the link in this episode notes or reach out to me via direct message on social media. I'd be so happy to jump on a quick call with a cup of delicious coffee and see how we can work together. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you turning in for every episode. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to rate it or leave a review. This will really help the podcast reach more people. Have a great rest of your day and tune in next week for another Wellbeing Conversation.